Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Last night, I don't think I was ever as emotionally affected by a situation last night. It's been a long, long time. That Ryan Shazier episode last night was jarring to me for a couple of reasons. And I've seen guys get carted off the field before. But there was a couple of... Local ones for me growing up, there was Dennis Bird of the Jets, Eric LeGrand of Rutgers. Both those guys, you know, ended up paralyzed. And that's always in the back of my mind. So anytime I ever I see a guy go down like that, it's it's scary as all hell. And usually when these things happen, you the stretcher comes out, you get the thumbs up from the guy generally. You get an update quickly, you know, he's going to be okay. And that wasn't happening last night. And then Sean McDonough on the broadcast, the TV broadcast, points out that Shazier hadn't moved his lower extremities since the hit happened. Then you go back and watch the hit, and for a guy who is as, as good as a linebacker as the NFL has these days, to see him go in like that with his head was was very, very surprising and something that I'm sure that he didn't mean to do, maybe got caught up in a quick moment. He's better than that. He's more technically sound than that. But he goes in like that, and you're thinking, oh, damn, this could be really bad. Now, the reports this morning are that it's not as bad as it could have been, at least initially. He's going to remain in the hospital, doesn't need any sort of emergency surgery. So, you know, fingers remain crossed, and you're hoping for the best. But I, I had... I was just, like, devastated, especially the connection of Pittsburgh, seeing other people in the organization upset and how they were dealing with it. That was not that was not fun at all. And the outcome of that game to me was, like, didn't matter at that point. It was just that's the only thing I was thinking about. Well, he's a tremendous player for, for Pittsburgh and one of the better linebackers in the league. And you see that hit, and you immediately know that's not the way you're taught to hit. you always taught to see what you hit, and he – had his head down and then hits flush up against the ball carrier's torso and he immediately goes to the ground in the way he flipped himself over. Yeah. That's what was most disturbing to me after the initial contact he made and you couldn't move the the lower extremities as you stated and 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 Sean McDonough pointed out on the broadcast but the way he flipped himself over and you could see him working his his right arm at the time and, and trying to regain the feeling and uh, it, it, it was just it, it was uh disturbing to watch and surreal whether you're a Steelers fan or not you're a human being and, and watching someone on the field like that uh just the lower half of them lifeless uh that's tough to digest uh, and, and hopefully he will be okay yet yeah, no emergency surgery was needed but that doesn't mean he's anywhere near being out of the woods and I just hope he's able to function as a human being and football be damned at this point. Right. You just want to get healthy and and, and be able to, to walk and, and use your, your entire body. So we'll have to wait and see. And, and that's tough 
but uh, that's all you can do right now at this point. But uh, it, it was a scary hit. And one of the things that I was reading that people are hoping for is spinal contusion, which means that there can be some temporary paralysis there, but you end up recovering and being okay. And that's mm-hmm. what I think people are, are hoping for and leaning towards right now, but we'll wait for the official diagnosis. And another thing last night that I saw that, that scared the hell out of me, and I, Kevin Colbert is the Steelers general manager, and he's a behind-the-scenes guy. I mean, he very rarely will do like one or two interviews during the year. He... He loves the Penguins games, like you'll see him there, but he's not a guy that you're going to see a lot. It's usually Tomlin out in front of things or Art Rooney II that'll get out in front of things, and Colbert's behind the scenes. And Monday Night Football caught Kevin Colbert talking to Mike Tomlin on the sideline, and that's something you never see. A general manager of a team in the middle of a game going to the head coach and talking to him and, and reading his lips, what it looked like to me that he said was, Ryan doesn't have any feeling in his lower body. And I went back and, and looked at it and about six or seven times, and it was going around Twitter what he was saying. And I and I mentioned to a former colleague of mine, that's what I thought that he said, and then it just like went crazy on Twitter. And I was like, you know what, I'm not going to go. I'm going to delete that because it's, it's irresponsible to just do amateur lip reading. I still believe that's what I saw, but I didn't want to keep that up there just because out of respect for him and, and all that. And plus there was an account like the official Steeler fan account in Brazil, like picked it up and I don't even, I don't speak Portuguese, <laughs> but like they somehow like they put like the siren emoji up. And all I saw was like journalisto very dado and like my name in there. I was like, no, 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 no. I was just a fan watching the game doing amateur lip reading. I'm not reporting anything. Oh, you're big in Brazil I, now. I huh? guess so. <laughs> well, I knew that they followed me, that Steelers Brazil guy. I was like, I'm not. No, yeah. I, this is this is too serious of a situation for me to insert myself in it. Um, and but, that's why you have Colbert there on the sideline. And right. you saw how that uh, play and, and what uh, transpired. Uh, subsequently, after uh, Shazier could not get up, you, you you saw how it affected the players on the field, both sidelines. So, of course, uh, his his uh, coach, uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, wants to know immediately, as, as fast as possible, you know what's going on. And and so for Cobra to be down there and and try to give him a a, a blow by blow of, of what was going on, uh, that's understood. And, and and was needed, and and you know they, you have to go on with the game, and, and they did. Which that. I don't know how you do that because well, I don't know if you were ever in a situation where you saw a guy get carted off like that, and you didn't know the result and had to play through it. I mean, I can't even imagine, especially a guy. I mean, he's not only a great player; everybody says one of the best teammates there, mm-hmm. just a tremendous dude. And then to see him, and then to know that at least temporarily he was having problems moving all of his extremities, and then to go back out there and try to play a game like that? Well, And that's why I think that was a big part of them getting down early was they were just totally shocked by what happened. Right, and, and, uh, you know, we've seen it with players who've had to deal with uh, injuries. You just had the, uh, or excuse me, deaths in the family. Uh, You you saw the the Hayward young man for the Chargers, the cornerback. uh, Casey uh, Hayward. Yeah, he lost his brother in a a car accident, and, and then he... You know, flew to be with his family. Well, Marquise and, Goodwin too. And went back and Marquise uh, Goodwin for the Forty ers a couple of weeks prior to that lost a child. Uh, so it, it's it's hard, but uh, somehow you 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 uh, fight through it and get through that moment in time. Three four hours, uh, however long the game takes, and then uh, you know the emotions come pouring out. And we saw uh, was it Thomas uh, last year for the the Celtics and and how that was. Uh, 
front and center for all of us to, to witness and, and how he played through that and, and flying back and forth dealing with uh, tragedy as, as such. So, yeah, it's difficult, and there's no script for it. There's no manual you, you can you can read up on how to, that allow you to uh, – that will guide you through situations like that. It's just everyone in their own way have to deal with it. And in that moment where you're still on, they're on the field, right. it's not like it's at the end of the ball game. Well, that's – yeah, there's well, two you, things you, that are different to me. Mm-hmm. Is one, the fact that exactly that. Like, mm-hmm. so you get like a, what, a five-minute break, and then you got to go back out there in the moment and play. The other thing is you're playing the same game that carted that guy off the field. And I don't know how that – and I know these guys are pros. They've been doing it their whole lives. They have a different brain than I have as far as processing these things and going out there and being a professional football player. There's no doubt. But that would be in my head. Like, am, am I next now? Well, like, you have to shake it off. That's it. It's, it's crazy. And, and it yeah. sounds uh, you know, simple, but you, you have to find a way to, to shake it off. And, and you understand – uh, the, the task that's before you, and you have to play the game. And, and, yes, you know going in, each and every time you step on that field that there's a chance it could be your last play. But And you would hope it, it doesn't end in the manner in which uh, we saw last night with Shazier, not saying that it's, his career is over yet. But uh, you, you understand that. But even knowing that, you, from day one when you pl- started playing, You've been able to dispatch of that mindset and go out there and play, uh, play well because you wouldn't be at the NFL level if you couldn't. This is Mike Tomlin after the game talking about the Shazier injury. It was probably difficult for a lot of men to stay focused and play uh, with their brother laid flat. So that's an element of of, of ball as well. Um, you know, um, thankfully the guys. Um, stayed on task, man, and were able to do the things necessary largely over the second half to march back and uh, for that to, there to be given credit. Uh, but make no mistake, man, this is a tough game, tough business, man. Um, 5-0 is, is, is our brother. Um, I thought some prayers out to him. I don't have any update in terms of his status. Uh, obviously, he's re- receiving quality medical care. Um, Will release, a, um, I'm sure, an update um, at the appropriate time uh, right now. Uh, we're just happy that he's getting the, the necessary medical attention that he deserves. The Steelers and Bengals are known for getting into contests where guys end up getting injured. It was not any sort of dirty hit scenario with Ryan Shazier at all. It was sort of a um, bad form putting himself in a, in a situation where his, his head was down, and I'm sure he's going to look at that and say the same thing. It's not really a criticism. It's just a fact. Uh, right. you, that That's the way that is. Um, but... Uh, there were a couple of issues that, that happened later in the game. One, Antonio Brown catching a ball in the end zone. George Iloka comes in, gets penalized, personal foul hit there. And then an even bigger story happens with about six minutes to go in the fourth quarter as rookie wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster with a crackback block on uh, multiple offender Vontez Perfect. <laughs> That also sent Perfect off on a stretch, and now reports were that he was able to get up and and walk into the locker room after that, but also carted off rather uh, with Vontez Perfect. Now, you know, I thought that the the hit to Antonio Brown in in the end zone was more of the the, the helmet to helmet variety, and and quite honestly, and people are going to think that I'm just taking a, a Steelers tact with the, with these with these takes, but. The Juju Smith-Schuster one, to me, is exactly what you're trying to do in the game in that situation. The standing over him afterwards is what I had an issue with. But as far as the hit went, I didn't think 
that that was an illegal and or dirty hit. The stuff that I didn't like was the standing over him. As much as a jerk as perfect is, you can't. You want to drop to that level, then you're not any better than him. And then also afterwards, what you're going to hear in a second after we get your take on this, Antonio Brown, some of the things that he was saying in the background of uh, Smith Schuster in the in the locker room. But first, I want to well, hear what you thought. You, you you couldn't be you know more right. Oh wow! <laughs> How about that? Alok's hit was wrong. Those are the hits. Yes, you're trying to take out of the game. That was more of the helmet-to-helmet variety. Clearly it was. And what a catch by Antonio Brown. Hold on to that damn ball. He made a couple of great catches in the ball game last night. The quick little slant route. Uh, he's, he's well, we already know. He's one of the, he's the best of the best. The guy is just phenomenal. And to withstand that type of hit and still hold on to the rock and, and – be fine. Uh, it was just a tremendous play uh, and, and his ability to uh, catch a ball knowing you're about to be clocked and get clocked and, and still uh, hold on, hold the ball in your clutches and, and, and not be worse off is, is just fantastic. As far as Juju Smith-Schuster, I thought he got more body than he did head. And, but they don't, they don't, they look at that as a defenseless, like we do defenseless receivers in today's game. And, you know, that, that hit, man, uh, you back in the day, well, both to tell you the truth, back in the day, you're getting skull and crossbones for both of those. Maybe not the Iloka hit because he scored a touchdown on you, but definitely, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. And the only egregious part was the standing over him, the taunting. I, I'm with you. Uh, and that's what but, uh, I think drew the flag because they, they, they said a personal foul. I don't know if they said it was because of the hit or not. But uh, good hit, and you're taught as a linebacker. Every player actually is taught, you know, get your head on a swivel, and you you got to make sure you have that peripheral vision and, and you can see what's coming at you. That's a bang-bang play, but I, I thought that uh, Smith-Schuster – uh, he went about it in the right manner. He wasn't head hunting. Yeah, he, he got more body than he did head, and it's unfortunate. That he, you know, he stood over, and he knew his mistake. You could tell from his body language. You know, shortly after he stood over him, uh, and, and he walked away. You could tell he, he knew he'd done something wrong, and that's not in his character, as Mike Tomlin and others have said. The problem that I have when I start to parse through these things is that Juju Smith-Schuster in in that moment where he's standing over Vontez Perfect. Do I I said, you know, I didn't love it because of course then at that point you're now Vontez Perfect in a sense. You're doing the things that you don't like that he does. Uh, maybe not as much of a dirty hit thing, but that's not what you should be doing. However, y- you saw Ryan Shazier in that situation early on in the game. You saw Antonio Brown who mm-hmm. I'm sure they have a tremendous relationship the two of those guys. A Brown and Smith Schuster. You saw that hit. You know the history of Vontez Perfect and the stuff that he's done, especially in this rivalry. I mean, I don't know. I couldn't control myself any better in that situation. No, because you're conditioned to make those plays. He's coming back, and what they love about him there and it, with the Steelers is the fact he blocks so well down the field. And and so he's peeling back, and he's probably been doing that since he was a wee-wee tot playing peewee football. 
Uh, you come back and you you try to make some big hits, but like also that. like the standing over thing. Like oh, I don't know if no. I could. I don't know if I could I, rise above that. I don't know yeah. in that in that emotional moment in a football game, knowing that guy and having the emotions that I the negative emotions I have towards him. I don't know if I could rise above well, that moment. I, I don't sure know if I could. In his short career there with Pittsburgh, he's well aware of the hatred between those two teams and the main number one culprit. Uh, in in those games has been Vontez Burfick. I'm sure he's he's been been made aware of uh, who this guy is and, and how he plays the game. But that being said, I'm not going to hold it against him. And he was caught up in the moment. You get a big hit like this. Sure, you want to stand over your your prey and 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 celebrate. But you know, usually you. Sh- Usually, you you should move away from that cat and celebrate, you know, with the air or with your teammates, and and that's I'm going to give him a, a pass on this because uh, here's a guy got caught up in the emotion. That's it, and everyone has suggested that it's not in his character to do things like this, and, and so that was the only egregious part from my vantage point because I thought he got more shoulder into the chest than he did into the head. After the game, Juju Smith-Schuster was speaking to the media. In the background, you hear another voice. That voice is of Antonio Brown, who was adding some accoutrements to the quotes from Juju Smith-Schuster. Karma! That's not me. It's called karma! I apologize for that. It's called karma! With that being said, it's called karma! I mean, there was a lot of both ways. Yeah. Just one of those nights where it made a lot of guys were going down. Left and right, hit him. What was your reaction after the hit? Once you were standing over him, man, I should have like, man, I, I messed up. <laughs> he said, "Call Carmen." Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe so. No, it's called Karma. Yeah, I don't see. This is another one of these, and yes, I've got a bias. I'm not going to lie. I have a bias. I've, I'm an Antonio Brown guy. Always have been. I saw him in his rookie season when he was inactive and trying to get on the field in 2010 and watch his career blossom, and he's been nice to me and all that stuff. I don't like the karma arguments. I've uh, We've had some fun with that on this show, me and you, but it's another one of these things where I don't know if I'm Antonio Brown, I'm thinking any differently because of perfect. And remember, he got knocked out couldn't play in a playoff game because of a dirty perfect hit mm-hmm. in a in a Bengal Steelers game. So I mean, maybe you don't do it with the microphones around and maybe you think it and say something on the team bus when they're not I, I don't know. I don't have a problem with him saying that and he wasn't he wasn't suggesting that it was on purpose that Juju's sister uh Ju- <laughs> Whoa. Juju's sister? <laughs> Juju's sister. Whoa! Juju Smith Schuster. Him too. He wasn't suggesting that they had planned this, this was premeditated or anything of that sort. He was just saying it's called karma. Within the flow of the ball game, this happened, and this guy perfect has been uh, the assailant more than he's been the victim in these matchups, it seems. So he got what he had coming to it. And, and, I, and I believe what goes around comes around. And, and if you want to call it karma, you want to call it something else, uh, this time he's being carted off and not a Pittsburgh Steeler. And people talk about what's going to make them stop watching football. It seems to be like a big conversation these days. And I'll never stop watching football. Really? I, I love it. love it too much. I, I talk about it on the air. I love playing fantasy football. I've got, I just it's it's my favorite sport. It's always going to be my favorite sport. But the thing that would 
make me not want to watch a game more than anything is stuff like I saw last night with Ryan Shazier. That's the thing that scares me. That feeling that I had sucked the emotion out of the game for me, the interest out of the outcome for me. And that's the only thing that I think can do that, honestly. Well, I grew up, and and, and this was shown repeatedly, the Daryl Stingley hit where he was paralyzed. Uh, Jack Tatum hit him. It was the Raiders and the the New England Patriots. And uh, so we, we grew up watching that on a loop. We grew up watching big hits throughout the NFL, and that's how they sold their product. The big time hits, and and so you know Earl Campbell and and Jack Tatum, they're on the uh, the goal line, and I, and and we asked Earl, and we had him here, and I'd asked him, you know, prior, prior to him being here, prior to him calling Eugenio, uh, uh, you know, the, the hardest hit you'd ever experienced, and it was that one on the goal line from Tatum. So that's what sold the game. That's what made the game so popular. Yeah, it was the great catches as well, the one hands here, and the hail marys, and the long runs and, and but more than anything it was the big hits the violence of the game is what sold it and and made it popular and yes they're moving away from it and we're all for them being proactive and and, and taking the head uh, out of the ball game and, and and trying to protect players as much as possible but you're still going to have incidents like this unfortunately because uh, the the nature of the beast and and so uh, Darrell Stingley watching that did not deter me from wanting to continue to play, and I'm in you know, elementary at that time. You know when that when that happened, and and so I still wanted to play the game. But you were taught right, and, and you would hope that your fundamentals and techniques that have been instilled in you would carry the day, and you wouldn't sustain a, a such a debilitating uh, career ending and even life threatening injury uh, as as Stingley and others have uh, sustained. Thoughts on the game last night between the Steelers and Bengals. Lines are open for you. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Also coming up next, an NFL superstar suspended. Keep it right here. This is Earl Campbell, and you are listening to Gino and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Gio! Gio. Oh. Boys, good morning. Seven straight wins for the Steelers, the last two ending off Chris Boswell's right foot. This is a 38-yard field goal attempt. The ball is on its way. That kick is long enough, high enough, and that kick is good. And the Pittsburgh Steelers climb from the grave and win a football game that at one point looked like the impossible. Ah, yes, a resurrection in Cincinnati last night, as described by Bill Hillgrove on Steelers Radio Pittsburgh. A 23-20 win after trailing seven. 17 nothing in the second quarter, 20-10 to 10 through three. The Bengals have lost their last six meetings, nine of their last ten, and once again they can blame themselves. Head coach Marvin Lewis. Don't have drop balls. Don't, uh, you know, have a critical penalty, uh, uh, things like that. And so those things we got to, you know, we can do better. You can do better, but you won't. The Bengals committed 13 penalties for a franchise record 173 yards. One player from each side left the field during this brutal game on a stretcher. Steelers linebacker Ryan Shazier spent the night in a hospital with a reported spinal cord contusion. He could return to Pittsburgh today. Bengals linebacker Vontez Perfect suffered a likely concussion, but was eventually able to walk into the Cincinnati locker room. Eli Manning wants to start for the Giants Sunday against the Cowboys. Owner John Maris said it was up to interim coach Steve Spagnolo, head coach Ben McAdoo, GM Jerry Reese, 
fired yesterday morning. And Patriots linebacker Rob Gronkowski suspended one game for his cheap shot on Bills corner Jadavius White Sunday. Oklahoma QB Baker Mayfield, Louisville QB Lamar Jackson, and Stanford running back Bryce Love, your Heisman Trophy finalist. Mayfield just the seventh player in history to be in the top five in Heisman voting three times. The Cavs won their 12th straight, 113-91 in Chicago, while the Grizzlies avoided their 12th straight loss, 95-92 over Minnesota. Steph Curry sprained his right ankle late in the Warriors' 125-115 win in New Orleans. X-rays were negative and MRI today. Kevin Durant and Marcus Cousins ejected just uh, just seconds before that injury for a verbal confrontation. The Celtics held off the Bucs, 111-100. Phoenix, a 115-101 win in Philly. Devin Booker scored 46. And the Jazz blew out the Wizards, 116 to Gronk. If you know what I mean. They, they scored 69 points. We Gronk. got it. Yeah. Okay, college troops, fifth-ranked Florida, dumped by Florida State, 83-66. LeVar Ball removing Leangelo from UCLA yesterday, saying he can prepare his son for the NBA betters and the Bruins. What remains to be seen is if the NBA cares. Uh, Leangelo was still suspended for shoplifting in China, and the Philadelphia Flyers went all the way to Calgary to end their 10-game losing streak 5-2. All right, Bogus, thanks. We'll talk to you in a little bit. T.A. in Richmond, Virginia on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, T.A.? Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Great, T.A. What's on your mind? Well, I'm a big Ravens fan, and I enjoy watching the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Bengals destroy each other. I uh, hope everyone's doing fine from that game, by the way. But what are your thoughts about the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers playing Ravens on uh, NBC the upcoming Sunday, and how does that affect the AFC North race? And plus, how does Marvin Lewis still have a job? Thanks taking my call, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, those interesting points. Uh, the Marvin Lewis thing, I would have moved on from him a-, a while back just to – Get a different voice in there. The talent that they had, he had, he did a good job for a long time, but uh, there was a little bit of an underachieving element there with Marvin Lewis, where I would have made a change. Now it's obvious the the message has become stale, yeah, uh, because they're just treading water. It seems like each and every year, even when they get to the playoffs, they don't win. So uh, apparently, he has a envelope full of uh, maybe. Uh, disparaging pictures of somebody in that organization. Yeah, well, but Mike I'm Brown not here to call for someone's firing. No, but, uh, I mean, it's it's, it's uh, interesting that uh, they still believe in that message. Right. Well, I think Mike Brown likes the fact that they are not that bad. Right. They've made the playoffs, and yeah, they don't win any playoff games, but they're there, mm-hmm. and people show up, and the consistency, and he's got loyalty to his guys, and all that stuff. Um, as far as the Steelers and the Ravens, I mean, the fact that the Steelers have to now go and play the Ravens and the Patriots in back-to-back weeks after that game on Monday night, and it'll end up being a short week for the Steelers, is just, I mean, it's and those games are known to be even more physical than these Bengals games are between the Steelers and the Ravens. I do think that the Ravens have the inside track on the postseason. Out of wow, they're playing good. That defense Sunday yeah. versus the Lions, and that was one of the games I thought were the Lions – could make some hay with their offense, and they couldn't do anything. Got their quarterback injured, and that defense is just swarming. Looks like the the Ravens' defense of old. If you think that there's a team in either the AFC East or the AFC West that's going to grab that other wild card, then be my guest. But I don't believe that that's going to be the case. I think you'll get those two AFC South teams in, and I think the Ravens will be the second wild card as it stands now because the Chiefs, because I think the Chargers will win the AFC West. The Chiefs, the Raiders, the Bills, all at 6-6. Six and six. 
along with the Chargers. I got to pick one team in there. Uh, I'm going to pick the Ravens at seven and five right now to grab that. I'm ass. with you. <laughs> I, 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 and it's it, more it, than just math. I think they're the best right. team out of yeah. that lot. Too. I mean, the way they're playing now, and, and the offense does just enough, and the defense does more than enough uh, to put themselves up there with the uh, other teams that are, are are leading the pack as far as their divisions are concerned. This defense is. They are nails now. They lost uh, Jimmy Smith. Was who was it? They lost one of their top yes, uh, right. DBs, yep. uh, Achilles injury. But uh, right now, the way they're hunting quarterbacks, I, I, I think they definitely have to be was a, back to uh, in. It was suspended though, um, four games for PEDs, uh, and that someone went down Sunday as well, I believe. But um, well, he did. You know, it was both. He suffered that's kind of low. Oh! He suffered the season ending torn Achilles yeah. and then got suspended. Oh man. But you know what? He can serve it while he's hurt. Apparently. Does that count? That's what it says. What? Smith oh, well. will be eligible to serve out the suspension while injured. And he'll be eligible to play in next year's twenty. I mean, did he do it himself? The Achilles tear? Like, why not? Cut me, Mick. Yeah. What? It's crazy, right? That, oh. Okay. That shouldn't be able to happen. No. That's not serving a suspension. You got hurt. Yeah, well, that's he's not that. allowed to be around the team. Probably wouldn't have been around the team anyway. So, well, who he's going to have to be around the team. Doctors. Yeah. That's that, an interesting that, one. That is, uh, yeah, that's very interesting. Can't do that in the NBA. Noah with the Knicks was hurt, mm-hmm. got suspended, and this year he had to serve his time. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Jimmy Smith getting lucky there unless someone – but who's, I mean, the, play, the Players Association will be love. They love yeah, exactly. that. So they're not going to complain about it. Anybody going to complain about it? Probably not. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, speaking of suspensions, Rob Gronkowski suspended a game, which is perfect for me. I'm really happy that they did that. I know there were others that thought maybe two games. I thought that one game was a, a proper suspension. It was a ridiculous play by him and one that he did show remorse for. Uh, afterwards, right. and one that obviously Bill Belichick in that exchange with Sean McDermott after the game, he also agreed it was nonsense. What did he say? Oh, we can't say that. That's right. You're not allowed to say that uh. on the radio. But uh, Rob Gronkowski, someone who is not a repeat offender, having a lose-your-mind moment, I thought a one-game suspension was punishment that fit that particular crime, which was really outlandish. Yeah. So... And I, and I can't believe my man Scott Zolak thought that was okay and cheered oh, it on course, during the game. He did. But no, come that's on. him. That's though. one thing. That's one thing to, to be, you know, to toe the company line and all that and be a shield for them and all. But come on, come on. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me with Zolak. I agree that it's good ridiculous, but it's just that Zolak. What are you talking about? Good for him. Come on. I mean, so, the, Tom Brady could kidnap an entire family. And hold them hostage, and Zolak would be well. They deserved it. Those people. Oh, okay. like that's, I mean, that's what he would do. If Bill yeah. Belichick could be caught smuggling drugs, and he'd go, "Well, you know, the people need their drugs, <laughs> so Bill's the one to give it to him." Like whatever the situation is, the Patriot way, he will find a way to okay. have. Eh, good for him. They've been good to him. Why not return mm. the favor? Right. Yeah, they've been holding him all day, so he deserved it. That's right. Bull. He's he's not trying to be Bob Woodward. You know, I mean, he's yeah. trying to, he's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's so good for him. No. I don't even care. Because also, it's like, how much credibility do you give to his opinion? It's not, you know, he's he has never said he's been objective. So he's always going to have true. those guys back. 
Even yeah, well, I think that's a new low. And you you, you should be objective. <laughs> and, and, and while that's the team that, that pays your bills, you work for them, I understand. But you also know right from wrong. Sure. And and I would agree. I mean, it's, it sounds foolish when he says those things. But that's, uh, that's the Zolak brand right there. Coming up next, fresh Herm Edwards sound bites. <laughs> and who doesn't love those? Keep it right here. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. A little drowning going on Is in there. Is a drowning happening and, in this video? Uh, dude's just standing there watching. Oh, wow. Not yeah. helping out the drowning. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is a little that's depressing. The, that's, that's letting you down. That is. Yeah. yeah. Certainly mm-hmm. is. That really My would bad. be the definition. <laughs> letting someone down. Okay. So, Herm Edwards getting the job at Arizona State, to me, was a bad hire. But now I love it because we're getting Herm Edwards' press conference sound. And we're going to continue to get Herm Ed- Edwards' press conference sound throughout the year. That's just going to be spectacular. So in the introductory press conference, he has this moment where he's just not thinking. (laughs) And I know he knows what the mascot is, what the name of the team is, the Sun Devils. I think he knows that, but he's just not thinking when this guy identifies himself when he asks Herm Edwards a question. Code Rubino, Devil's Digest. Uh, Devil's what, Digest, huh? Yes, Where are you located, my man? <laughs> right here in Tempe. Okay, Devil's Digest, okay. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Catholic now. I'm a Christian. Watch out them devils. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying. Well, you can see, We're you, good, brother. We're you can good. see devils all, all over the place. I ain't so. taking it personal. <laughs> Dude! Come on, Herm. <laughs> you do know their mascot references a devil. <laughs> People are laughing. Of the sun variety. Right. Oh, wow. Oh, you devil. Oh, you're going to be a heathen now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, that well, was, you can't make that up. We, we, you from the center times, too? <laughs> but I thought I saw some horns on you. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Someone get the holy water. Yeah. Hey, Ray. <laughs> hey, Ray, give me the holy water. So I can drench this guy from the devil's digest up in it. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, uh, Coach, uh, this is uh, Brian Jones from the Phallic Symbol Gazette. Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> we can't be doing that now. We can't be doing that. I'm a Catholic now. Okay? You can take your publication and that funny hat you're wearing and take it somewhere else. Okay? I'm a cat. I will be giving communion. Oh, wow. After this press conference, we'd like to Devil's Digest, huh? Oh, oh. Devil's Digest, huh? Okay. All right. So I, I think from this day forward, he will never, ever mention the mascot of Arizona State. Hell no. You can't. I can't right, do it. Right, Coach? That's right. Coach, it's the Arizona State. We're going to be from now on the, the Halos. <laughs> We're going to be the Halos. Because... <laughs> Because me and y'all, mm-hmm. we going to heaven. Coach, you know devils aren't real. <laughs> I got books that says otherwise. Go on, check it out. Mm. Devil's okay. Digest, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Devil's Digest. Hold on, hold on. Is it exhausting to talk like that all the time? Like, I'm tired already. <laughs> That's why it's in spurts. <laughs> Jesus, her. Do you ever relax? 
Devil. Oh, okay, devil. Devil, devil. Devil died then, huh? Devil, devil, devil. Ah, stop it. Oh, stop it. Double devil. Man. You're going to do a whole website dedicated to evil. Uh, no, coach. It's actually about the sun devils. Oh. <laughs> Who are these sun devils you speak of? <laughs> yeah, I'm from the uh, coverthesun.com. <laughs> the sun? What are you doing with the sun? <laughs> what are you, some sort of meteorologist? <laughs> Who do you think you is? Huh? Some guy's going to tell me what the weather is? <laughs> or what? You know anything about the moon, too? What the tide's going to be like? Huh? Man, you're with people with your fancy names. Used to be two newspapers last time I coached. <laughs> The L.A. Times and the New York Times, right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then the Chicago Tribune came in and messed it all up. Just... <laughs> they had the Tribune in the middle. <laughs> I couldn't take it no more. <laughs> so, I don't know oh. y'all with your fancy websites and your social medias. Uh, Coach, you do know there's the mascot's going to run around the field, the sun devil with the horns oh, and the pitchfork. Oh, 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 no, Are you he, changing that? No, no, he's not. No? No, we, we're going to make him a, a monk. <laughs> He's going to be a monk. He's going to be doing Gregorian chant. We get rid of the band, we have a monk chant. That's what we doing. Okay? You don't like it, you can get up on out of here. <laughs> so what type of sensation comes over you when you're walking around the facility and you see all these, the paraphernalia with the sun devil on it? I go and pray. I go and mm. pray. That's what I do. Mm. Okay. That's what I go and I, I pray mm-hmm. for the souls of those with the pitchfork. Got you. Okay. <laughs> so are you going to change the fight song as well? And everything. Anything well, you, that, are you listening to me? Everything. It, I said it, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Christian. Everything. Everything that references the Sun Devil. Everything. Out. Get it out. Everything. Mm. The halos everything. from Arizona State Halo. Arizona State okay. Halo. That's right. Fight, 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 halos. Yeah, that's right. Fight for the halo. Mm, okay. And then holy water. That's mm. what we're putting in the Gatorade cans. We're getting the Gatorade out, put the holy water in. Oh, okay. Holy water in the can. Cool. In the can with the Halo. So you should be undefeated every year. The Halos, right? Well, we should be. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But don't work like that. Oh, it don't no. work like but that. Because you because, Catholic and Christian. Because God works in mysterious ways, oh. and he might want us to go 1-11 one, one year. Okay. Teach he you a lesson? Want. Yes, that's right. Mm. So it might happen. It might happen. Okay. Let's listen to more Herm Edwards here <laughs> so we can make fun of him some more. Uh, this is... This is like a string of stuff. This is like different weird things during the press conference. So let's just take a listen to that. Some people will question, well, you haven't coached in a long time. You haven't been on the field. Turn the TV on Wednesday. I'll be back in studio in Bristol. And I'll be coaching football, by the way. That's what I do. I coach football. Football ignites my soul. <laughs> it's what makes me go. This is what I do. You don't, you don't forget how to coach. They're not bringing me here to play. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Sure. I hope not. Yeah. 62, 63. Hope they're not bringing you there to play. <laughs> wow. It's nice, my soul. Uh, which, which press conference blah, Which press conference will be more interesting, Mike Leach or Herm Edwards? Uh, I can't pick one of those, yeah. man. I think gonna it's going to be, be both. They're going to be well, probably Leach. Like, he's less predictable. That's the thing about, like, you'll know. Here's the thing about Leach. You know it's going to be interesting. You just don't know right. where he's going to go. With Herm, I could just predict everything he's doing. Mm. Okay. 
All right, let's have some finger sandwiches now. <laughs> you don't forget how to coach. It ignites his soul. And I'm not going to deny that. I'm sure it does ignite your soul. It uh, that's fine. Don't it's, deny it's, it's gonna, I know, I know what ignites my soul. I ain't going to tell me what ignites my I'm soul. I'm not telling you, coach. I, 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 you from I, Devil's Digest, too? <laughs> no, Phallic Symbol Gazette. Uh, I, am, I am respecting the fact that it, coaching is in your soul. But. That being said, you have been out of the game, especially the college game, for a long, long time. Now, you're from the Lucifer Post. <laughs> I see. I see what's going on here. This yeah. here mm-hmm. is a setup. Mm. Y'all set me up. We conspiring. This is another one where he makes a mistake. There's more than one Woodson in the football world. I also like to thank the, the players that are here, the former athletes. And you look at their faces, you know who they are. The Mike Haynes's, Rod Woodson's. You see them all. Mm. These, are, these are the guys... That are that are part of ASU athletics. Yeah, even though it's not Rod Woodson. <laughs> Did he say Rod? Yeah, <laughs> Darren, dude, is it's whatever I want it to be today. <laughs> See, the devil got into him. <laughs> See, I'm playing. That's that's a problem. Got in his soul. Cause y'all brought the devil up in here, mm-hmm. and now I don't know who, what Woodson, what Woodson. Where'd Rod went to Purdue, I believe. I don't care. Yeah. Today's <laughs> today's a, today's a <laughs> sun devil. I mean, he's a uh, son, Halo. Hey, Coach. That's I mean, my, damn. You <laughs> call, call, call his players. Uh, coach, that's not my name. <laughs> Rod Woodson. <laughs> Rod went to Purdue, Coach. Oh. Come on. And I'd like to thank Bob Graham for everything he did <laughs> for this program before getting by. <laughs> Darren Woodson, man, come on. <laughs> and my I mean, buddy. like Darren is a slouch. He's one of the greatest players they ever had there. I'd like to thank. Athletic director Ray Schmanderson <laughs> and everything he's done and will continue to do for this program and the whole Schmanderson family. <laughs> and the other oh, question. man. <laughs> this is going to be a trip. I mean, does he. That's he, what I do. Oh, stop. I mean, does he. The, it's like the order dinner test I always talk about. I mean, when he's out to eat, is that how he, what he does? I want the <laughs> scallop potatoes. Put you the scallop, eat your one of them, and bring them out here and drizzle the cheese up on that bitch. That's what I want. That's what I want for my potatoes. I don't want no greens. I'm a healthy man. I deserve a little bit of indulgence. What's your name? I, I, I'm just Trevor. The hell kind of name is that? The he devil would. got a hold of your parents. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I, I'm just wondering if this football team is going to be walking around on eggshells. That's the big question I have. I mean, because right. you got this Catholic Christian up in there, right. and he's professing all this. Now they're gonna be walking around, and, and pff, he might not have a team now. He's gonna come in and have to do like Charlie Strong when he took over Texas. Everyone's gonna be suspended or kicked off the well, team. Think about it, like trying to relate to like a seventeen-year-old recruit too. You know, we're gonna bring you in. You're gonna go to Bible study mm-hmm. in the morning, and then we're gonna <laughs> they're gonna take seven showers a day, <laughs> wash that dirt off y'all. And they go, oh, what? Man. <laughs> in, in Scottsdale, right down the street, you know, that ain't no religious haven. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> we didn't have done that. We're going to eradicate all the boobies <laughs> from this 10-mile radius. Party school, one of the top uh-uh, party schools uh-uh. now in I'm the nation, here. coach. Now I'm here. Mm-hmm. All the alcohol gone. We banning alcohol. We banning boobies. But but Jesus turned water into wine. Yeah, well, good for him. <laughs> ain't happening here. <laughs> Gio and Joe. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.